Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Tell them, Billy, I'm in a New York state of mind every day. That's why this show is number one, and it's not close. It's not close. Sorry, Mark Simone. It's not close. Happens to be the name of the night that Bill O'Reilly, the greatest ever, has put together at the Paramount Theater, October 27th, Friday night, Huntington, Long Island. Bill O'Reilly on stage. He invited me, too. It's O'Reilly and Rosenberg, and it's called the New York state of mind. Now, Bill is on 840 every Thursday, and he'll be back tomorrow. But uh, I decided this week to bring him on twice because he is the best ever. And his Killing series, which continues to kill it, has a new one, Killing the Witches, which came out yesterday. But here on Danielle's birthday, it's a perfect time. Plus, CNN did him dirty. I want to get to all of that. But I did see a picture on my phone this weekend of, believe it or not, Bill O'Reilly and the man just singing that song. Bill O'Reilly and Billy Joel. I don't know where that picture was taken, Bill, but it was that was this weekend, right? Yeah, Saturday night, uh, Foxborough up in uh, New England, and uh, Billy did not sing New York State of Mind. I figured not. <laughs> not in New England. <laughs> um, yeah, but guess but what? The, the, but, since... but the Patriots sang it the next day when they came to New York and beat the Jets. <laughs> Something like they were humming anyway. Um, but I've known them since uh, I'm 14. Uh, we're the same age. He was uh, raised in Hicksville, uh, part of Levittown. I was raised in Westbury, part of Levittown, and we used to uh, see each other from time to time. So he's a good guy, and uh, we we're backstage and uh, having a few laughs before his show, which is magnificent. I was going to ask you, I just heard uh, uh, Sliwa um, say, and, I, and it jogged my memory, that he got his jaw broken 
um, in a you know controversy at BLM and all that. Can you get the name of his surgeon? Because I think that Jaws kind of really come back very very well. So if I ever need you know oral surgery, yeah. I'm going to sleep with. Uh, He's the guy. I mean, yeah, you're right. You can't get uh, Curtis talks all day, all day, every day. And <laughs> congratulations to him and that attorney Lou and his partner Mark on Staten Island. On, uh, on actually explaining the law, which for some reason the mayor and these folks here can't figure out. They, they thought right to shelter was one thing, and it turns out it's not in the Constitution. It's not a law, right, and right. they can't house these migrants here. But, but I do want to get to something uh, that you uh, told me on Friday, and I'm sure you covered it on your show earlier in the week. I missed it because I was uh, celebrating, celebrating. I was uh, actually uh, observing Yom Kippur. But uh, CNN did you dirty last week. It's not the first time, and it won't be the last time, Bill, when you become as big as you are, and I say it all the time, and I mean it the best in the business, they're going to come for you every day. And uh, CNN did something last week, which is not uh, totally surprising for them, but still despicable. You want to talk about that? or you Yeah, might... sure. I mean, uh, it was shocking. Um, Rupert Murdoch resigned as chairman of Fox News about – a few hours later, CNN runs a montage in prime time of a bunch of people um, on Fox News saying stuff. Um, and the montage was to indicate to CNN viewers that Fox News is a racist outlet. So they used eight-second clip of me saying slaves were well-fed and housed. Eight seconds. And then they had other people saying other things. And uh, I'm sitting there when somebody called me and, and we reviewed the tape. I go, I can't believe this. They took it from a 2016 discussion on the O'Reilly factor about Michelle Obama's contention that slaves built the White House. And there was some controversy about that. Well, the controversy and, was she didn't want to stay there. She said, I, the beautiful White House, she goes, I don't want to live here because slaves built it. Right. And that was obviously controversial. So I did the history of it and said, she's right. Slaves did build the White House, but this is how the government treated them because they needed this labor. They were housed and fed well. So instead of putting anything in the context, and I'm actually sticking up for Michelle Obama's history there, they take the eight-second clip. So I called my attorneys. Because they're obviously using that to try to make me look like a racist and a slave booster person. And, you know, we're now talking to those people at CNN because this has got to stop. And this ties into killing the witches. See, I've been on this promotional uh, thing yesterday, and, and it'll be another week and a half on killing the witches. It's really three books in one. When I take you back to Salem and the Mayflower and all that chaos in the first years of America, and then we get into how the witches thing influenced Benjamin Franklin, who was a teenager in Boston, and what he did with it is really fascinating. And then we get into modern-day witch hunts, and that's where this CNN stuff lands because this thing that happened in Salem – accusations that were totally false made by young girls, 12, 13-year-old girls, led to people being hanged, 20 individuals killed, and hundreds imprisoned, all right, because of these false accusations. Well, the media and, and other people are doing that right now. 
the witch hunt's unbelievable. We have, and you'll uh, identify with this, there uh, was a commentator on ESPN, and Phil Mushnick of the uh, New York Post has done some excellent reporting on this. It's funny you mentioned Phil. I just I have a friend named Keith Kantrowitz. And uh, we have we, we have these dinners every couple of weeks, him and Anthony Corona, a guy you know very well, Paul Carlucci. We have dinner together every couple of weeks. And he just asked me two days ago, how do you feel about Phil Mushnick? And I've known Phil for a long time, and he clobbered me, Bill. I mean, for years. Uh, he called me, I miss his Nazi, I miss his sleazebag. We have since made up over the years because of a mutual friend named Arnie Wexler, who has become the face of Gamblers Anonymous. But long story short, I'm, I'm good with Phil these days, and he's going to join us for dinner. But he literally came up in conversation two days ago, so it's ironic you mentioned his name now. But I know where you're going with this. He has done a very good job on what you're about to talk about. Yes, Doug Adler, ESPN tennis analyst, um, analyzing the uh, match with Serena Williams. He says, Adler on the air, uh, Serena's using guerrilla tactics, like in a guerrilla war, hit and run. Well, he gets fired because a stringer from the New York Times says, oh, he's calling Serena Williams a gorilla. Right. He meant gorilla, G-U-E, not G-O-R. And by the way, getting fired is not even the worst part of the story. No, he gets a heart attack. He has a heart attack. Right. And and never gets rehired and never an apology, ever. I, I know. And this is the witch hunt. And they, you know, and there are there are ten thousand stories like this, and and people are defenseless in Salem. When you read Killing the Witches, there were people who objected to twelve-year-old girls signing a death warrant to people who have no idea what they're talking about. But if you objected, then you were accused of being a witch. Wow. So if I and I do. And you do, too. We call these people out at CNN or wherever they may be. Then they come after us harder. So now I'm going to segue into another thing. Tonight at 9 o'clock p.m., up against the Republican debate, Tucker Carlson will drop a one-hour interview with me. On X, Twitter, whatever that is. Can you take a guess which one I'll be watching? (laughs) So part of the conversation is about this witch hunt because both Carlson and O'Reilly had to deal with it almost every day while we were on the air. Taking things out of context, trying to demonize person as a racist or a homophobe or, or a Nazi, whatever they're doing. There's no resistance to it. There's no pushback to it. And the corporations are petrified, frightened, because if they stick up for the accused, then they come after them. You see this witch hunt stuff? Of course. So it all started in Salem. Interesting. Most Americans have no idea how horrendous that was. You go to Salem, Massachusetts now, 25 miles north of Boston. It's a big sign. It says, welcome to Salem, which city? It says, which city? Yeah. They're wow. making millions of dollars off the corpses of these people. Uh, do they still have the gallows there and stuff like that? I don't you know. You can go see 
where the executions took place. Wow. But what they have are pedestrian malls lined with witch shops and oh, witches and oh warlocks. And, I mean, it's all in good fun. How many and, people, and, I'm curious, because uh, and people need to read this book, Killing the Witches. It is in good fun, but it's it's relatively tasteless. Um, what, how many people died? How many people were actually executed? In 20 Salem? in Salem were executed. More than 300 put into jail, of which some of them died. And in Connecticut, there were scores more <laughs> who were killed. And then other places around the country. But Salem was the reason that we focused on Salem is every word of the witch trials was written down. So there was a scribe and he wrote down all the testimony and all what happened back and forth. And we got that, of course, that's how we researched the killing books, which is the 13th one, the most successful nonfiction book series of all time. Okay, so but when people pick this book up, we are going to take you back to the Mayflower and that horrendous voyage over here and then tell you what happened. And then we're going to tell you how it influences your life today with the religion aspect in America. And then we go to modern times. Now, what caught Carlson's eye, very interesting discussion, was the demonic possession part of the book, which is at the end about what the Exorcist movie was really all uh, about. It, it is a real case, but it was a boy, 13 years, not a girl. And what happened on the movie set with William Friedkin, the director, who was a pagan, he didn't believe in any any of that, is harrowing. Really? We got, we got it all. Really? So yes, uh, so it's gonna keep. It's gonna keep. It's a good Halloween book. Oh, it is gonna keep you up at night. I can't. I gotta tell you, The Exorcist, and I like the horror movie genre. My wife Danielle, celebrating a birthday today, loves it. Um, and I thought The Exorcist was the best ever. I thought Linda Blair was terrific. I'm, I'm a little upset now that it really wasn't her. That it was a boy and not a girl. But she was still great. But uh, the book even goes into that, huh? Yeah. And and the boy, a Maryland thirteen year old. Um, what happened to him in his life after the exorcism, and there were eight Jesuit priests doing the exorcism, and it took three months. Wow. All right, what happened to him, we chronicle the whole thing, and then we segue into Linda Blair and um, Max von Sydow and all of the others in the movie. There were eight people who died who were attached to that movie. Is that right? Eight? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I would never know that. That's why you got to read these books. And, and I'm gonna. And we have to wrap this up here, but I do want to move it forward because, yes, uh, witch hunt you, no question. Tucker Carlson, no question. But when I see Joe Tacopina set to join me in about 30 minutes, the um, the fraud case against Donald Trump, which goes with Tisha James Way, and and it was a bunch of nonsense. He overvalued his company. Who doesn't? And now he's really staring at the very real possibility of losing all those buildings, you know, 400 Wall Street, all that money. Is that not part of the witch hunt? or you was bet. this? He's the poster boy for it. Yeah. yeah. What, I, what I want you to ask Takapina, with due respect to you, of course, and Takapina is possessed by the devil. We both know that. There's no question. All right. Yeah, yes. he, he's <laughs> part of that whole group. I don't believe that there's any victim in this case. I believe the Trump organization paid back all the loans and nobody filed a complaint against him. 
That is correct. They they not only paid back all the loans, but in some cases, a lot of interest. And yeah, so, uh, what what is this? Why is this action even even being? Uh, considered in a court of law. Why? There's no Vic, nobody complained. Right, I'll tell you why. Read Killing the Witches, and you'll find yeah. out. All right, and, <laughs> and we know, um, you know, look, the, this is an important book. I thank you very much for having me on uh, an extra day. Um, they bring it to everybody's attention. And um, I want to say happy birthday to Danielle, Danielle, who's a good witch. Yes, okay, in a good is. way. Because there are good witches. Yes, and, uh, yes. Like Glenda. Enchanting. Glenda was a good witch in uh, The Wizard of Oz. You remember her? She yeah, was, uh... sure. And in, in Wicked, too. <laughs> yeah, so. she was. Well, there you go. Well, congratulations uh, on this book. Uh, people are going to eat it up. It's, I think it's going to be the most successful of all. And it's amazing how you're able to take all that history and actually make it pertinent to today. It's really unbelievable but only you can do it congratulations and we'll do this again tomorrow morning thank you so much bill o'reilly hey and we'll see you october 27th rosenberg you better be on your a game oh a plus i'm ready paramount theater i will not disappoint you bill i'm still humbled to this day that you picked me to be there that night and i'm honored and i will not disappoint you or the audience it's going to be a great night that's my man bill o'reilly he'll be back at 8 40 again tomorrow morning